Welcome to this week's not episode of the Normal Life Podcast. Not an official episode. Mentioned last time. These aren't official because it's, well, it's just me. Cue all by myself by that great artist, uh, Billy Joel. No, not Billy Joel. Either way, it's it's just me. Jason's not here again. <laughs> Uh, So it's not an official episode, it's really just a short mini rambling due to the fact that I came out onto the porch at the house where I live with my fiancé and the kids. I was going to use the weed blower to blow off some uh, debris off the porch, getting set up for that, then went to turn around and go back inside to grab something, and well, the the thing had happened that you should never do, which is obviously close your front door, or at least when you live in the house that we live in right now, don't close your front door, even if it's unlocked, because you can't get back in the house, because the front door lock mechanism is janky and messed up, and you can't just open the door and get back in. You've got to have your keys. Well, I don't have my keys, because I'm just wearing basketball shorts. It was in the morning time. Wasn't ready for the day officially, just wanted to clean. So now I'm just sitting out on that said porch, trying to be somewhat inconspicuous because I wasn't really dressed for the day. That's all I'll say. So just hanging out on the little porch. I did get to use the leaf blower and blew off most of the leaves off of the porch, a few into my coffee that was on the porch that I thought was safely placed in a high position, but I did not do well enough on that. So I'm just kind of really killing time. And when I like to kill time, I like to do things that really no one else cares about or wants to listen to. But I just thought, how? It's the question of the day. How do you kill time? What do you do when you've got a little extra time? Most people I know, especially nowadays, since I'm now in my whew, early 20s, 40s, 40s, now that I'm in my early 40s, everyone's got kids Most people I know, though, my contemporaries, a lot of them have older kids, so maybe those kids are a little more autonomous and doing their own thing. But a lot of my friends had kids a little later, so they're younger, and they're taking them everywhere, taking them to the soccer practice and the baseball practice and the jujitsu and the dance and the after school this and before school that and weekends this and weekends that and tournaments. And then they're doing, you know, their jobs and maintaining a marriage or a domestic partnership or a dating relationship or they're a single parent and then they're really taking on everything perhaps mostly on their own so the idea of hey what do you do in your free time for a certain demographic would be laughable like what do i do in my free time i sleep what do i do in my free time i just wait for the next thing to hit the fan or next disaster to strike that i've got to leap into action and take care of But maybe when you find yourself with time unexpectedly or you go to get an oil change, you're just sitting in the car, if you're like me, maybe I'm not doing the thing that's the best for my car, but I'm just going to the 15 or 20 minute Jiffy Lube or, you know, whatever they're called. So you just got that extra little time in the car sitting there. So what do you do? Or you're at home, kids are out that night. Maybe they're at one of those classes, they're having a sleepover, spouse, significant other, doing something else. I don't know, you've just got some time. You've got that hour of time, that chunk. Um, 
what is it that you do for yourself? Some people, that's like, oh, now's the time for a long shower. And I used to think that sounded so ridiculous and so middle-aged for people to say, oh, finally, I got some time to myself. I'll just take a shower. You know, I I kind of got into it. Uh, Baths in particular. Man, huge fan of bath. With or without Sarah McLaughlin playing in the background and scented candles lit. Doesn't hurt, but doesn't always have to be that way. Or some people like, oh, when I get that little bit of time, sit down, read a book. Uh, I've heard of people doing this. I've seen people do this. I am not one of the people that do this. I might read my phone or some kind of sports periodical, sometime a devotional type thing. I just, I'm just not great at sitting down to read, but I know some people like to do that. Maybe it's playing a musical instrument. Or maybe just in hearing me babble about this, it's a reminder that, ooh, man, I really haven't just had some time where I just did something unexpectedly on my own, for myself, something out of the norm, something for fun, <laughs> something out of necessity. Sometimes when I'm just sitting in my car, and here recently, the last couple of months, I've spent a lot of time in my car as an Uber driver. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time in the car. And most of the time, it stays pretty consistent with you're picking people up, picking food up, dropping things off, dropping people off. Every now and then, there's a lull in the requests. I've got a book that I've kept in the car that my dad gave to me a couple years ago. Book should have been read by now, but I kept it in the car. And then when I'm in between these lulls, I'll pull the book out and read it. And it's been a great read. I should be way further. I should bring it inside and read it more often. Because when I'm reading it, I want to keep going. I'm engaged. I'm locked in. Then I'll get another ride request, put the book away, kind of keep going. It's called ooh, Kennedy and King or King and Kennedy. If I was in my car right now, I would, I would tell you, but I'm, oh, I'm locked out of my car because I'm locked out of my house because my keys are inside because I came out on the porch to do some work. You should never do that if you have a janky locking mechanism on the front door. So I could tell you exactly what the book says, but it follows the early careers of Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, as he's coming up the political ranks and looking to become president, and then Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., as he is coming up the social activism ranks and his early days as a student and then pastor and then activist. And then you see how their careers and their lives intersect each other. Intersect each other in general because of a political machine that was the United States of America at the time and how they were dealing with racial social issues. And then the machine of the social activism that was coming out of the South, led by many, but most notably Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And so you see how those worlds are intersecting and then how they literally intersect between the two men and how they begin to form a type of hesitant friendship, partnership. Really, seemingly, the book is done well. It has been written in a way that covers a lot of ground and has a lot of historical context. Hard to know with those kind of books, how accurate are they? We put a lot of trust, I think, especially if what you're reading kind of aligns with what you already think and whether those already 
thinking thoughts came from your own experience or something you read at one point or something told you that you trusted. But if what you're reading kind of matches up with what you already believe, you're like, wow, well-written book. (laughs) This book, on point. If it goes against some of your preconceived ideas or things you already thought, then you may give it less credit, even if it's written really well and seems to be objective. So it's hard to tell with historical... Really, with anything historical, if you're going to be a historian, probably well-read, probably very detail-oriented, want to know all the angles and what happened, but it's still a faith game. Because unless that history was right now or in your lifetime and you were there, you don't really know what happened. Even if you were at an event, there's still so many sides of the coin of what happened So it's still a faith thing. So I have faith in this book. I guess that it is portraying things in an accurate light. Super interesting. Kennedy and King. I'm going to say Kennedy and King or King and Kennedy, but I think it's Kennedy and King. Really great thing. So that's something that I'll do in my free time, in my spare time that I'm not really expecting. So those little moments. What do you do during those time periods to recharge, reflect, Do something that's meaningful. There's a challenge for today. In those little moments, maybe, maybe you use some of those little moments to stress or to fret or to worry. And that's not even intentional. It just kind of naturally comes that way because your brain has a moment to not focus on tasks at hand but it can kind of wander back to the things that are on your heart that may be troubling. Pretty normal. Been there, done that. So maybe the second challenge is in those moments, those unexpected moments, maybe it's a good time to pray or reflect, to make a list of things you want to do to help somebody else or someone you you have been worried about. And hey, you know what? Instead of just worrying, I'm going to take that worry and put it into action. Here's some steps I want to take to help or to correct something or I don't know what can we do with those little moments today I'm going to use it to just sit out on the porch as long as it takes until I get help to get just back into the house the the door is literally unlocked you just can't open the door because the handle's jacked up you have to use the key and I I didn't get that one this is a very normal life for me yep This fits perfectly into the overall theme of our podcast, which this is not a podcast episode, obviously, but just a thought, a small reflection, a little challenge, and I hope that you're having a meaningful day, and I hope you find some time today to do something unexpected.